Thank you for tuning into Love Dripping from the Walls. I'm your host, Elizabeth Ann Cunningham. You're listening to Season 4, Episode 7. On this season, we are talking about the as-lived experience of people who are BIPOC and LGBTQ. This is our final episode of the season. We have asked a few people back from the season to share what they've gotten from being on and extra stories that didn't get covered. The goal of this episode and the season is that those people who can relate to these stories feel seen, heard, and that they aren't alone. That those people who can't fully relate can understand life from different perspectives. And in accomplishing both of these things, that we experience a greater connection as people. Make sure to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode and to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Did you know that Love Dripping from the Walls now has merch? Go ahead and click down to the episode notes and buy your hats, hoodies, beanies, masks for Love Dripping from the Walls and other Love merch. Also, whenever you buy Love merch, you support organizations around the world. Currently, we are supporting Autism Compassion Africa. So as you shop, you give back. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the episode. All right. So this is the final episode of our season four. Season four has been everything about intersectionality and specifically intersectionality of Black, Indigenous, people of color, and also people in the LGBTQ community. If this is the first episode that you're listening to of the season, you shouldn't do that. Go back. You're at the wrong do not, place. Do not collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> do not let's go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. This is not the correct episode that you should be listening to. If this is the first episode you're listening to of season four, <laughs> this is the last one. <laughs> so we have some people who have participated in this season on this episode, and this is a recap episode of just what did you learn. What came up for you? What are stories that you didn't get to tell that you were just so hoping to tell that you just bursting out of the seams to tell the stories? Yeah, I was like, I know Ra has some. I know. <laughs> Probably. Probably yeah. I <laughs> and also, like, what are the takeaways that you hope that people get? What did you get? What are some extra stories? What are some takeaways that you hope other people get out of listening to the season? And I just want to say, like, I am so... I mean, these people who have participated on the season have been getting like a stupid and obnoxious amount of thank you emails from me. Every single email I send out, I'm just like, thank you so much. I love you. And it's so true. Like I've been so humbled by everyone shares the season. I'm excited to share a little bit about like what I got out of this season as well. And as always, we have my amazing co-host, Jamie Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jamie Smith, the woman Paratos. of the hour. This would not have happened without Jamie. And before I hand it over to Jamie, I also just want to give like a really big shout out to Paul Anthony Martinez, who's also on this call. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> 
brows and the flawless lips come through. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> the gorgeous, the gorgeous Paul Anthony Martinez. That's mm-hmm. right. Because this season would not have happened without him. Absolutely. This season was me and Paul's brainchild out of a conversation about a completely different podcast topic. (laughs) Um, And then it was like, Hey, do you want to do this thing? And he was like, yeah. And then like, we, we put this together, together, together. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So thank you also to Paul so much. And I am so thrilled to have done this season with the three of you. The three of you have been kind of our constants throughout the season. So I'm so grateful for your time and your passion, your energy, and the love that you brought to this. One of the things that me and Elizabeth have been talking about throughout the season is that, you know, we're all kind of like, oh God, I don't feel like doing this. What is life? You know, and then as soon as we come into these conversations, it's just energizing and it's supportive. It's a safe space. And we kind of come out with the biggest smiles and like laugh and laughter, even though we're talking about really heavy subjects. And so that's a credit to the people that are on this call, you know, it's a credit to Elizabeth and this platform, you know, and I'm just so grateful to know the three of you and everybody who has taken part in this season. I'm so grateful to Elizabeth for thinking about me as her co-host. So this is awesome. And I'm so excited. This is great. Yes. Jamie, thank you so much for being on as my co-host, I was like so nervous. We've actually laughed about this privately about how nervous I was and asking her to be my co-host because I was just like, she's going to say no. <laughs> I mean, when you had li- when you had listed off her credentials in the first episode, I'm not going to lie. I remember just being like, I had answered the email and I was like, yeah, co-host sounds great. And then like you had listed off all her credentials and I was just like, well, I didn't know I was going to be like on CNN. Like, oh, this, this is no longer... I, I I am no longer for this. <laughs> like, I'm like, did I dress so, appropriate? Like, oh, oh my God. Like, she's so good though. Yeah. Also another reason why everyone who is listening to this episode for the first time needs to go back and listen to the first episode. <laughs> yes. If you're still listening, you still <laughs> go back. Exactly. <laughs> you are not you passed go and we told you not to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I needed that 200 though. Right. (laughs) All right. Well, as always, I would love to start off this episode. First of all, with Jamie, I'm going to pass this over to you. And also, what should our fun question be? Fun question. Fun question. I don't know. What comes to mind is I was reading this thing about, so one of my favorite people in the whole wide world is Trey Crowder, the liberal redneck. And he is a cat person and I'm a dog person. And he was talking about like, well, just because I'm a cat person doesn't mean I want to like go kick dogs or anything like that. So fun (laughs) question. Are you a pet person? What kind of pet person and defend your choice? I am a dog wow. person, a teen dog. When I come home, I need love. I want like sitting at the door, affection, slobbery love. And I like fur and just mess and all kinds of stuff. So that's why I love dogs. And, you know, not that I hate cats, but my sister's allergic. So I'll probably never have one. And, <laughs> you know, and, you know, unless the polydactyl cats with like the six fingers on each paw. I love those guys. They're amazing. I have one. Yes. Her name is Tifa. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love them. So yeah. one exception. I, w- I do love polydactyl cats. So. <laughs> so. Do, do I have to say my name again? Yeah. Yeah. So say okay. my name, yeah. say a little bit about you, and then answer okay. the question. Defend your honor of pet. Defend my honor. I'm raw, 32, black, also Mexican, 
But I always say that I identify more on the black side because I'm treated differently because I'm black, not because I'm Mexican. And because people don't believe that I'm Mexican. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, we've got two cats, actually. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, seen that cat tree up there. And they probably yeah. actually made quite a bit of appearances in all of these episodes. Funny enough to go back on that. So I'm team cat because yeah. we don't have any dogs. But I do love dogs, too. Mm-hmm. We just... We have two cats right now, and then we're in this apartment and stuff. And so I foresee us getting a dog someday. Mm -hmm. But to back on the, like, breeding when you come in through the door, like, one of our cats is straight up not a cat. Like, he literally acts like a freaking human being. Like, door, and he'll just be waiting. And then he will literally jump on to my fiance's shoulders. He'll, like, wrap himself around, and he'll, like, chill. And, like, he's he's seriously not a cat. Like, I'll be like, cats don't act like that. Right. <laughs> so, so I am team cat, but if I were allergic, I get that too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, but I'm honestly, I, I don't think if, I'm team cat because I have two cats, but I honestly feel like I'm the kind of person that's like, I'm a pet person. I like dogs. I like yeah, cats, yeah. So, although obviously the sad part is that they don't live forever. So you have to kind of like deal with that too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll go next. So I'm Paul Anthony Martinez. I'm Hispanic. I am gay and I'm from New Mexico, but live in Bellevue right now. And I'm a total dog person. And the reason why, because I love dogs. They're so nurturing. Like if you're sick, they'll come and like play on you and lick you and play with them. Cats, I love cats. But the thing I have with cats is, I'm sorry, but there's only one queen in this house. And (laughs) I'm usually having a fight with them. So my roommate has a cat right now and me and her, me and him go at it all the time. I'm like, no, I'm the one with the attitude today. It's not you. <laughs> He's like, this cat's trying to give me attitude. <laughs> I'm not having it. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm Poppy and I'm Asian, lesbian. And I, I mean, from my name, people might guess I'm a dog person, but actually I was a dog person. And then I became a cat person and right now I feel like I'm a mutant of a combination of cat and dog <laughs> yes. hard to you know define because all dogs and cats have their own personality some are human like some are dog like cat or cat like dog so I feel like I'm a, a big in the middle yeah puppy own that shit you know yeah. like, why, why, why we gotta have these binaries you know <laughs> okay i'm not about that like why are we gonna be in a box <laughs> <laughs> all right so what are some things that y'all like got out of being on uh, this season uh, or like any other stories that you want to share for um, me it was I, just oh you go ladies first oh um, they're like oh, oh. no um, no for oh, me there's only one queen there's yes. only one queen okay like the biggest thing i got is just learning that everybody even though we're all different it was very interesting to see that we have similar, like we've been through the kind of the same things, but then also learning what everybody else has gone through. Cause sometimes you don't realize, like for me, sometimes I just get so consumed with what I've been through. I don't realize what other people, you know, what lesbians go through or what gays or what trans. So it was very informative for me to like get that perspective. Yeah. I was going to say similar. I just felt kind of relieved in a way, actually to have this, outlet of people to yeah 
relate to. And I would say, you know, just to be able to, I, all these things go through my mind and then it's like, oh, but then like I'm hearing people's stories and I'm like, me too, me me too. Like, you know, and it's cool to have this set up. And so like, I, I can't thank Paul and Elizabeth enough to like, Think of me first off, Paul. Thinking of me to like reach out to be like, hey, because I was like, oh, Paul, like, open up the text. He's like, hey, my friend who does this amazing podcast is thinking of doing this thing. Like, do you want to be a part of it? And I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, sure. And I just think it's awesome that I've seen so many people that have the same thoughts and also different ones. Where it's it, it was just a really good safe space. I do appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It- I believe this season is really educational in a sense to, you know, hear from people's story and learn from their perspective. You learn about compassion, love, and being more understanding and how to be more open-minded about all kinds of issues we have been going through. I'm sure a lot of people don't understand it and still have stereotype bias because they don't know how to understand it or they just don't have the outlet or a channel for them to get to know people like us. And this is one of the reasons why I say yes to Elizabeth, because I feel like in Asian culture, we really need to have more people stand up and speak more. And especially in Asia, people still have a lot of stereotypes towards Black people, Hispanic people, just people not Asian in general. So I'm hoping, you know, by participating in this season, I can bring more people to see and understand more about different group of people, not just our own. It's really important to step out of your comfort zone and your own ethnic or sexuality group to get to know other people to understand and then eventually to break that stereotype and discrimination. Yeah, so I think I'm so grateful for this season and to be able to be on here. I know my mom will definitely, you know, watch all of them. And I will also, you know, encourage my mom to share this with her very conservative friends. I want her to be proud of me. And I also know a lot of, you know, Asian parents, they say they support gay marriage as long as not their children. I think they need to break that attitude. That is really hurtful for their children, even though they support gay marriage. Yeah. Thank you, Elizabeth. Yeah, of course. And I would just like to say, this is Jamie. What's been cool about this entire experience is that we've had the opportunity to allow people to be human, both on our side and for the audience. You know, it's really just kind of a masterclass. And how do I just allow people to be? who they are, you know, and not have to relegate their identity into something that I am familiar with. And when you allow people to be, you know, their most authentic self, I think I've said this in a previous episode, they give the world a gift because they give the opportunity to understand something or someone that is beyond and maybe beyond your perspective, maybe beyond something that you've you've actually ever experienced. And we usually are for the better for it. You know, so I'm so grateful about this particular episode of this season because it gives us an opportunity to kind of sum up all the things that we've talked about, you know, that this is kind of our reality, but as humans, this is how we've adapted. And, you know, in your audience, in the audience here, 
there's ways that you can adapt as well to make it to kind of share the load of us evolving as an entity, as as an entire human species. That's what you know. I'm getting kind of esoteric here, but that's what I'm hoping people are getting from this season. Awesome. Yeah, thank you all for sharing. And again, thank you all so much for, can you hear me? My yellow yeah. box. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, your yellow box is there. But yes, we can hear you. <laughs> okay, great. Now I'm like, oh, now conscious about it. <laughs> like, can you hear me? Um, no, the one time you want to be in a box. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, my next question is, you know, are there any, any other stories, like looking back on the episodes that you've participated in or even looking back on the episodes that you didn't participate in you know is there anything else that you really wanted to share like maybe at the beginning of coming into this you're like oh you know I know that Ra was like gung-ho about microaggressions and talking about so I'm glad that we got the my you know talks about microaggressions <laughs> but is there any anything else that anybody wanted to share that you didn't you didn't get to share this season I mean when I was looking at monolith I'm not going to lie. At first, I thought it was about statues because that's the first definition of monolith. All right. If you really want me to like admit it, there it is. So, (laughs) and then I saw the second definition and I was like, that's probably what we're going to talk about. (laughs) A whole segment on statues. Statues and monuments. That's kind of weird. (laughs) Also, why did you ask for me to be a part of this? (laughs) It's like, yeah, I would really like to know how you feel about statues and monuments. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like really trying, I'm just like, maybe it's like the Confederate statues out there. I don't know like why it needs to be a whole episode. And then I'm like, second definition. Got you. I, I sacrificed I sacrifice my microaggressions episodes for monuments? <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Oh, buddy. <laughs> I saw a commercial for Progressive the other day, and this isn't the first time I've seen the commercial, but every time I see it, I crack up. It's the one where the people are in the support group because they're turning into their parents. And so when they're in the Home Depot and the guy walks past with the blue hair and the coach is like, everybody sees it, we see it, we see it. That's kind of how I feel about the microaggressions. It's like, we're different, but then it's like somebody is like, blue, you know? (laughs) Blue hair. Like, what is that? That's what I'd love to kind of like just be on, be a fly on the wall. Like, is it just that confusing, you know? And that's where I think some of the microaggressions come from. It's like different, 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 not what it is. Well, now I got purple hair too. But this is, this is new. Funny enough. I did this during lockdown. Like I did this during COVID where I was like, well, you know, maybe this is the time. Cause I don't have to go into the office. Like I'm just going to do it. But then I look back and I'm like, no, it's, I've always had like either braids or yep. an Afro or something. My hair has always been a topic. And Ooh. I remember my friend told me one time that I could have a coffee book on, uh, you know, just like a book on the coffee table about different, like different hair chain yeah. styles and changes. Cause it's like, it literally changes all the time. And this is probably the most consistent I've stuck with other uh-huh. than the purple. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shave sides, kind of mohawk thing. I've had yep. this for a while. And well, actually, no, I had dreads. That's a lie. I had dreads before, so <laughs> I just thought of that. So I forgot that I had the dreads. So yeah, my hair has always been a, a topic. Yeah. I think one thing that I like we really didn't touch base on, religion. You know, that's one thing that I had to deal with, you know, growing up, you know, around an area that was highly religious and being Catholic, you know, people constantly telling me, you know, you're going to hell and things like that and having to deal with that on a regular basis. Yeah. 
And, you know, I'm fortunate now, you know, especially being here in Seattle where I have people who are religious, you know, come up and they've apologized for me having to go through that. But then I still see that out in the world, mm-hmm. you know, that people are doing that. And I'm just like, that's so hurtful. <laughs> yeah, that religion, <laughs> it's a tough one. It yeah. is. Yeah. I kind of think of one, I'm not sure if it is microaggression, but when I was in Michigan, there were people who I first met. The first question I got was, which church do you go to? Mm-hmm. And I feel kind of uncomfortable. I, I mean, my mom is a Christian and I once thought I was a Christian, but then I, I think I love all kinds of religion. I respect all of them. So I don't want to, you know, define myself as a Christian or a Buddhism or anything. But, you know, getting that first question when you met someone, I, I feel not being respected. Yeah. It's like they assume you are a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if that is microaggression or not. Yeah, I so. mean, I would say that it falls into the category of microaggression, like especially mm-hmm. coming, like coming from the Midwest. It's a very, there's a joke in the Midwest that it's like you can give directions based off of churches and bars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really true because it's just like oh do you know where this church is do you know where this bar is okay well it's like two blocks down from there okay good but that's just like how pervasive the religious culture is in the midwest and also in the south as well and like as all of us can relate to in different ways but just answer your question of like is that a microaggression yes absolutely so i'm an atheist and so living in the midwest that was something where i was fearful of telling people that I was an atheist because there's people in the Midwest who would react. You, you just don't know. Like right. we already had our episode on microaggressions, but it's those microaggressions where part of the aggression part about it is like, if you react in, in a certain way, or if you give information away in a certain way that you could, you don't know what the consequences are going to be. Yeah. Like that's part of the the fear is like, I don't know what would happen if they knew this about me or if I said this in response or, you know, so absolutely I would say that that puppy, that that would be a microaggression. Yeah. I'd say that I'm not, I'm not, what's the, I think it's agnostic where like you think there might be like a higher power, but mm-hmm. other than that, like I've always thought I have some friends that are like Christian and, or I have one friend that's like super religious. And I've always thought it was super cool that you could have such a strong relationship with like a faith and like that higher, like, it's like, wow, like that's so cool. But then the fact that that faith could also turn into something so volatile and negative, that's where it confuses me. And the, you know, the, like the hypocritical like things. And my friend who is actually gay too, you know, would be like, would say something and then I would hear it and then I'd be like, okay, but you just said this, but then we can't do this. And it's like that kind of stuff where I just get so like, and then I went to Catholic high school where it's like, so Catholicism is like, there's like a teacher I know that still to this day can't come out, but like has literally been with the same person for like 20 years. But like, she can't because it's Catholic high school. And like, we all know, like we all know, but like, she can't like, you know, it's like, it's so sad that that, that kind of faith and something that powerful that's connected to people literally could dissolve who you are as a person. I agree. I agree. I converted to Chan Buddhism about five years ago from Christianity. And it was mostly because, you know, the Christianity that I'd been taught or that I was following seemed a little bit too constrictive. 
or the kind of person that I wanted to be. And going to Buddhism, you know, taking my Bodhisattva precepts, you know, it kind of gave me a freedom to be who I wanted to be while at the same time still loving everyone else. But then my sister and my mother are evangelical Christians, but my sister, my sister has this reading of the Bible and she, she has a scripture to back it up to say that Jesus actually did not abhor homosexuality. Jesus did not have a comment on abortion, you know, those types of things. And so that's where you get into the whole interpretation of religious texts or religious thoughts for the use of a societal oppression, if that's what we want to call it. And so I'm saying all that to say that I find religion to be helpful. I don't see it as so much the center of my life that it keeps me from expressing everything else that I want to be. And I always find myself admiring BIPOC and and those in, who are LGBTQIA, you know, who are able to integrate their belief system into their lives in a way where they're symbiotic. There's a symbiosis there. But too often, I think people just can't hold two concepts in the same space in their head. It's like, yo, religion can coexist with us being the way that we are if we choose to let it. All right. Any, I, I know that we could go like, yeah. I think, Paul, thank you for bringing up the religion thing, because, yeah, we didn't we did not touch on religion and how that affects because religion does have a profound effect on any identity that you might hold. And, yeah, we didn't we didn't touch on it. And I'm glad that we touched on it a little bit now, to be honest. Yeah. It's been a curiosity of mine throughout yeah. this season. So thank you for bringing it up. Was there anything else that anyone wanted to say, share? I just, I just love you guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love you all. It's just so, love you guys too. it's so, you know, it's so interesting that, you know, like before all of this, Elizabeth was the only person I knew, but I feel so close to the three of you and to the other folks that we had in the season. And, you know, it's amazing how just being vulnerable just allows us to connect with people. And I, I'm hoping that, you know, people kind of following this journey with us get to see that too that you know look at look at the beauty that can result when you just open up and just connect you know absolutely so what I'd like to do in closing is just acknowledge all of you for your contribution so get ready because this is going to get uncomfortable if you don't like acknowledgement hold on to your seat <laughs> <laughs> words of affirmation is my love language so <laughs> all right Raul you get to go last <laughs> all right puppy i'm coming for you first because i saw you grab onto your seat <laughs> uh, puppy i want to acknowledge you for the space that you brought to this season every time that you've come on any episode you have just brought the space of calm and like steadfastness but also curiosity and you're so smart like you're like the intellect that you bring to the conversation has absolutely elevated every single conversation that you've been a part of like how you elevate a conversation by the curiosity and the intellect and the just like observance of your world and what has what has happened to you and like your vulnerability in being able to share all of that you made this season better by being here thank you paul anthony martinez i think you're so fabulous i acknowledge you for saying yes to having this season happen 
And then uh, like what you don't know about Paul, like I've acknowledged Paul for like having the season happen. But what you don't know about Paul is that I would get a text like every other day, like talk to this person, talk to this person, talk to this person. (laughs) It's just like, you want people to talk to? These are all the people to talk to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just like, oh my God. Like at one point I was like, can I keep up with all of this? And so thank you so much for being so gung-ho and so passionate. Like, thank you so much for your passion for having these conversations have life. Like that these conversations are conversations that we're just having by ourselves behind closed doors. Like, thank you so much for your passion and your vigor and your fabulousness that (laughs) you brought these conversations to life. Like you did that. Thank you. So thank you. All right. (laughs) Jamie, my amazing, wonderful co-host. Oh my God. Like we should just have an entire episode about me telling you how much I love you. (laughs) (laughs) And how how friggin' amazing you are. I mean, I tell you this every week. For those of you who don't know, Jamie and I talk like two sometimes three times a week, especially with this podcast stuff. I don't think Jamie escapes any conversation without me inundating her with how amazing I think that she is. (laughs) And it's true. Like you're, you're amazing. You're inspiring. You're a bad ass woman. Oh my freaking God. I am so behind everything that you do. Like Jamie for president. Like that's where I'm at right now. I'm like Mm -hmm. Jamie Smith for fucking president. Okay. Like that is where I'm at. Like when I met you, I was your coach in the leadership program that you were doing and you were running for Renton city council. And I was like, this woman is going to be the fucking president and I'm her coach right now. And I'm going to brag to anyone I can about how I'm coaching one of the next presidents of the United States. Okay. Oh my God. (laughs) So that is, that is how I see you. That is, that is who you are for me is just like a powerful badass. Who's capable of changing more than capable of changing the world more than capable. That's how I see you. Agree. And thank you for showing us your soft and vulnerable side as well. Because I know that in one hand you hold a sword, but in the other hand you hold a fluffy, luscious pillow that you just like rub your face against. This is true. Like hard shell, soft and mushy. (laughs) So thank you for showing us your soft and mushy on this season. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, raw. Mm. <laughs> I was like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you didn't even know. <laughs> you were like, I love words affirmation. And now you're like, I know. I was like, damn, she's she good though. <laughs> <laughs> the love languages are a skill, and I'm fucking good at words affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> raw. Oh my gosh. I did not know you before this season at all. I was like, I don't know who this person is, but I trust Paul. So let's do this thing. I'm like, yes, let's, let's rock and roll. And then literally like episode one, like you showed up. Well, that wasn't even episode one. It was the pre-conversation. That's what it was. It was a pre-conversation. We weren't even recording yet. And I was just like, dang, okay. Like, all right, great. This is going to be fucking lit. Like, like the energy that you bring, like you're so 
you're so aware of what's going on and like what is happening around you and the impact of what's happening around you. But you're also hilarious. Like your humor actually allows for something new to happen because it's like, y'all, there's some heavy fucking shit happening to get it together. It's like, and you do it in just like the way that you do it. Your humor allows for something to happen. Like some people, it's like their humor stunts something. It's like they use humor to like defend or they use humor to like back off. Your humor actually allows for something else to be possible. I see, look at all the nods. Look at all the nods that are happening. (laughs) (laughs) And it's amazing. It's an amazing skill that you possess. And I, it just comes so naturally to you. It's, it's not even a skill. It's a superpower. And so thank you for bringing your superpower to this podcast. I'm blown away by you. I'm so grateful that you are here. And thank you for bringing everything that you did. Like you just laid it all out on the table. Like you just were just 100% the whole time. So I love all thank of you. you. <laughs> I like it. So much. And I just want to say to Ra that your humor helps me kind of come out of my shell. So thank you so much for being your authentic amazing you and like i said to like like elizabeth said you're my friend now i'm your friend now you're not getting rid of me and the same thing with you too paul and puppy so look for outreach you know but it's amazing so thank you thank you so much for bringing everything that you are thank you thank you all also just for being a part of all of this i mean i'm i'm so happy that i was invited all right and with that we conclude